Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. On Steelers Nation Radio, it's high noon on a Thursday afternoon. That can only mean one thing around these parts. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24 7 home of the black and gold. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. Between the two of us, we have got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. It's up to you to figure out the rest, but what you should know by now, you knuckleheads. If you want to get involved with the conversation, you can get at us on the Twitter.com at Wesley Euler at the body 52. The body. And that is the body, Arthur Motes. Well, what, hello there. What's up, cousin? How we doing on this Thursday? Well, you know, I'm feeling actually uh, pretty awesome. I uh, washed my hair last night, bro. You know, it was kind of cool. I washed my hair. Um, Did I you put, wash your legs and your feet, though? That's the real that, question. You know, that's that always the real question. <laughs> we, 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 to, you know, what do you call I, I can't disclose that information. I would say I did wash my hair. I put my little oil in it, man. I put my, you know, brushed my hair last night. I woke mm. up this morning and it was like perfect. You know, you know, every once in a while you wake oh. up and it's like, it just, it's just look, God given. It just looks perfect. Today was one uh-huh. of the mornings for me, bro. Oh. So it, it, everything since that moment, the since then, it's just been on a high, bro. All right. Well, can I tell you about my start to the day? Uh oh, let's hear it. You know, I got a three-month-old daughter. Mm-hmm. Wife is back to work now. You know, maternity leave period, two months is over. Uh-oh. So she, she she on that superwoman again. Okay, I like she it. She is on that. She is superwoman. I like it. So my wife leaves about 7 a.m. every morning. It's about the same time our daughter. Our daughter been waking up about 6.30-ish, so mm-hmm. around the same time. I'm home with the baby until I drop her off at my mother's house on my way in to do the show. And then my mom watches her, you know, for like three hours, and I pick her up on the way home mm-hmm. after the show. So my mom's my mom's a beauty, I tell you. She she's Sh- saving shout us out to the moms. She's out there. saving us all kinds of money and all kinds of headaches. Arthur Motes. It's about ten fifteen this morning, right? Which is about the time I usually leave the house, drop her off at my mom's. You know, get in here shortly after eleven. Give me close to an hour to prep the show and get everything cut up and get us, you know, in here and all the audio and all that good stuff. Ten fifteen. I'm getting ready to leave the house. I got baby like in one of those bouncy like baby Bjorn things, oh, you know, yes, right? Yes. While I'm while I'm packing up the diaper bag and my backpack and all that Ke- stuff. Keeps them uh well, yes. Go to pick up Olivia. And uh, you know, when I went to grab her, <laughs> might have gotten a handful oh, of no. some dookie, <laughs> as you might say. All up the back of the baby Bjorn, all up oh, the back of no. her outfit. She has a oh, blowout. No. So all of a sudden, like, like I've got to give her a bath. That's how bad it is. Yes, I got to yes. re- get a new outfit, <laughs> new diaper. I got to, like, strip the, the baby Bjorn and everything and get mm-hmm. that in the wash and taken care of so it's not crusty poop sitting there all afternoon. <laughs> I thought I was ahead of schedule. You know how that works. You told me you're going to have hey, I was, I was on happens. schedule this morning, and then Olivia had other plans. But you know what? We're still here. We're still on time. We still made it. And it's it's a beautiful day to be alive, cousin. Hey, man. 
that is the joy of parenthood right there. We all the joy. Any anybody who's been a parent at any time in their life, you remember those type of moments. And as a person who's had his fair share of blowout hands and things like that, you just smile, you grin and bear it, man. This is one of the blowout hands. That's what I'm. That's what I'm going with. Oh, oh yes, I had certainly some blowout hands this morning. You guys know where to find us if you want to use your hands, your fingers on the Twitter.com to join the conversation. We've got a lot going on today. We're going to do a a final special edition of Three Things Thursday later on, and and maybe a reminder for everyone. This is going to be our last regularly scheduled Thursday show. Yes. Um. After this week. We will be Monday, Wednesday, Friday, still at high noon, still same time, still same place. You can still get the podcast in the same format, all that stuff. But we will transition to our off-season schedule of just three shows a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You can still find us. And again, during the combine, during the draft, things like that, we might be on more often. Our, our time slot might move around. You guys know how that works. And then when we get into the summer and OTAs and minicamp and all that stuff, obviously. But for the foreseeable future, at least, Motsi, Last Thursday show, and so of course we, we got to talk to our buddy Brian Backo about twenty minutes from now as well. And that's what we're gonna do on Sound Thursday. All right. I like it. Annie tweets us and says it's time to change the intro. Two good haired leagues, <laughs> one of whom has a decade of NFL experience. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like, like that really set the tone for yeah, me, man. Hey. It's, you know how it is, I, ladies. I know they can relate to it as well. You just wake up and you're just like, bro, uh, it's on one. It's, it's, it's great perfect. today. Yeah. T- today's that day. Every- side of that too Correct. where you're like Brad, i can't yes. get this to do yes. anything it sets the trajectory on a bad bad day man i'm just smiling i feel awesome for it man yeah nation 920 tweets us and says is mozi hair on the good hair level today <laughs> it certainly is you know it and uh steeler ron checking in from marietta pennsylvania uh what's up ron welcome to the party pal Again, you know where to get us get at us on Twitter if you want to get involved throughout the course of the show. Uh, we will talk to Brian Backo, but sandwiched around Mr. Backo, some interactive topics uh, here in the first segment and then in our final segment of the show. Motsi, I want to start where we kind of finished yesterday, if that's all right with you. You know, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm all for that because if I remember correctly, host Wednesday. I was about to say if I remember correctly, it was a Motes host Wednesday. And you just had so much good content, we couldn't fit it all in one show. Well. It was a good problem to have. That is you know? a good problem, to, particularly when the season's over. You know what? You bring up a good point right there. Content is yes. always from yes. from uh, from January through July. Yes, content is always welcome. So we would, yeah, certainly uh, rather have spillover, carryover than not have enough. Um, one of the things that you brought to my attention yesterday that you came up with, Professor Motes, Producer Motes, Host Motes was that we should do a little free agent would you rather, right? We'll talk about Steelers that are pending free agents. You'll give two, and we'll have a conversation. If you could only keep one of those guys, who would it rather be and why? Of course, Mm -hmm. we'll show our work as always, right? And we'll turn it over to you and get your guys' reaction on the Twitter.com as well. Arthur Motes, since this was your idea, uh, the first one that you had for us yesterday that we didn't get to in our free agency would you rather series this is a pilot episode of this series. It, it, this is. What you this got, is. What you got for us, partner? Yeah, so um, the first individual that I wanted us to discuss was Joe Hayden. Um, in just the vein of as simple as it is, would you want him back? And at what cost? Or would you allow him to leave? Now, when I think of Joe and I think of this season in particular, it was a mixed bag. I still feel like he was the best corner on this team. But at the same time, I do feel like he took a step back. I felt like at time he had moments 
where you can see his veteran leadership, his playmaking ability, and that veteran savvy. And also the ripple effect where the guys felt like they played better when he was out there on the field. In contrast, it was not out there how at times the secondary would look lost. But then I think of the postseason game against the Chiefs. I think of the regular season game against the Chiefs, a couple of games against the Bengals where in moments where we had to see his athletic ability, Mm -hmm. where he used to shine in man-to-man coverage, we saw that start to slip a little bit this season as well, where he was getting beat more frequently in those matchups. Yes. And at this stage, and along with his age being, I believe he's 32, if I remember correctly right now, when I factor in all of those things, I'm stuck because I still feel like he's a positive contributor to this team. Sure. But I'm asking myself at what price point, because the $11 million that he just received last season, I don't want to commit that to him at this stage with his talent where it currently is. Agreed. But then I don't know if he would come back on a more team-friendly deal in that 5 to 7 range either. And that's where I'm kind of stuck. That's where you're stuck at. And, I, and that's why I want to talk this through with the good people. You know, maybe, maybe y'all can help me draw a hard line in the sand. Joe Hayden is a tough one because – the, the first thing that you said, I completely agree with you. I think it to be absolutely true. And that is, while he took a step back, he was still the best corner on this roster. So that's the balance. At his age, 32 now, he'll be 33 next season. Um, what's the price point willing to do there? And also, too, what's maybe the opportunity cost of keeping Joe Hayden there, right? What does that mean for Witherspoon? What does that mean for Sutton? What does that mean for your potential to go out in free agency and sign another corner or to take one with, you know, a a top 100 pick in the NFL uh, with some pedigree in the NFL draft? For me, that's the kicker to me, Motes. And I, again, this this is going to be, I think, the overarching theme of every conversation that you and I dissect, all the minutia we get into throughout the offseason, is going to be evaluating, answering for 2022 or for the future of this franchise. And we know that the Steelers are probably going to toe that line as well because that's what they do. They want to put the best product on the field every year. I think clearly there's going to be some acknowledgement that they need to do some rebuilding, that it is a new chapter of Steelers football. But that also doesn't mean that they want to bottom out and they want to just win four or five games next year and and have a top five, six, seven pick. That's not how they operate either. But I think you and I talked about this throughout the season. I just think there's some guys on this team who it is time to say thank you for your service, but we're turning the page. Mm -hmm. And I think Joe Hayden is one of those. And I know a lot of people aren't going to like to hear that because, again, He's an extremely likable guy. Oh, man, love Joe. That's one of the most likable Steelers. Love Joe. One of the best Steelers. Nobody in Cleveland, nobody in Pittsburgh has a bad thing to say about this guy, and, and that says a lot. And, and again, I believe that this past year, and if he came back next year, would be the best Steelers corner on the roster. But I, I, I just don't think that in the interim that that's going to mean much. I would rather look towards the future. I would rather find the next Joe Hayden out there in free agency, in the draft, and I know the Steelers have struggled in that department, all right? But I I just I don't think you continue to hold on forever when it is a clear new era. And, you know, he's been crazy injury prone, right? But he, he 12 games this year, 14 games the year prior. You know, he, he only played in 11 games in 2017. He's He's had some injuries as well, too. When you combine the age, the injuries, the cost, 
I think you I think it, it's very tough, but I think you say thank you for your service, but but go get paid elsewhere. Unless Joe's saying I'll take a one year cheap deal to come back or something like that. But I don't think he should do. He should want another two or three year contract to kind right, of cash I, in. He's definitely earned that. He right? certainly yeah. has, and it's probably the last time in his career that he's going to be in this position to mm-hmm. to really bargain and to really have a lot of suitors and to still kind of be in his you know money making, not prime but tail end of it. I, I I it's a tough decision. He's your best corner on the roster. He probably would be again next year. But I just think you got to turn the page. That's where I'm at. So this is my only concern with that thought process, and this is why. I feel like it's a dilemma with him even more. By allowing him to leave, you create another hole that's, that you that's, have to address. Certainly. So when we talk about, hey, how do you fix this offense? Oh, we're going to draft a quarterback, get an old lineman. You know, we're going to do this. We're going to get a linebacker. Well, you can't do all those things when you right. got to address cornerback number one now. You're not Al- you're not Alabama, yeah. and you can't just go out and nab a bunch of five stars. Exactly. You're so, not the Ohio State University. So, so – one of these positions now is going to get shortchanged. And sure. as we've seen, all of those positions I just named, quarterback, O-line, and cornerback, at various points in times this season, had very you know damning effects on our team's success. So when I think of that, that's the part for me where I'm just like, I don't know if I am that willing to just part with him now a part of that also is because Akella Witherspoon who we'll talk about not today but later on because he's another unrestricted free agent what we do with him I also think has an impact on Joe as well um I look at their two situations very similar to when it was me and uh Jason Worlds in the sense that both of us had had success Worlds was the bigger guy the the more paid guy but we knew if he were to leave I became more valuable and when he retired that offseason, that's what made my number here go up. Sure. Because my demand went up. Sure. Because I knew that, hey, you didn't have this guy. If you're Akello Witherspoon right now, Akello is way cheaper. But you that's don't really know if point. he can step into it and be the Joe Hayden just yet. But if Joe Hayden were to leave, now Akello becomes that much more prominent. Now you have to find a way to retain his services. So when I'm thinking of that, that's another part of this thing where I'm asking myself, how confident am I that I could get Akello uh, back? How confident am sure. I that he can take that next step to go from being a rotational corner to being the cornerback mm-hmm. here? Mm-hmm. I think that part plays into my Joe Hayden decision as well. And like you said, if Joe had fallen off a cliff and was just god-awful, it's different. Correct. Then, but, then it's an easy decision. Right, He's going like, to be 33 years old. Right, He's not going to be cheap. Right. Thanks, it no makes thanks. it simple. Yeah, yeah. But when I'm looking at the cornerback market right now, and I'm saying, okay, the best free agent corner is probably J.C. Jackson. Next is Stephon Gilmore, but he's coming off of a uh, – he was started last year on the pup list. Mm-hmm. You know, went down to the Carolina mm-hmm. midseason, had some success, but it wasn't like the vintage Gilmore. But then from there you got Pat Peterson, aging. He's kind of in years scene, ago, Joe Hayden conversation yeah, it, right yes, now. Yes, Um, Let me think who else. You, you have um, – Oh, it's a call. Oh, my goodness. I'm drawing a blank on it. Oh, man. But it's like those mid-tier yeah, guys yeah, where yeah, yeah. nobody that you feel – Oh, Eli Apple, that's his name. He's another guy where I'm like, if those are, those are like your top corners on the yeah, market no, it's, right it's now. Not, it's not great. So if I'm asking myself, okay, would I rather allocate five to seven to Joe mm-hmm. and I know what I get with Joe, 
I know he's going to sure up my system. I know he's going to keep that veteran savvy, that play going like that for at least one more season. And then maybe that season, hey, now I can draft a corner early on because I don't have O-line, quarterback, potentially linebacker, potentially safety, depending on what happens with Terrell to Edmonds. that defensive line, too. D-line, depending on how you feel about Tyson and it potentially coming back or not. So maybe you put that, maybe you can kick that can a year later if you can keep Joe for hmm. a little bit more of a bridge. Like I said, it just can't be that double digit. That's yeah. It can't be that right now. But I do think there is a space where you take care of Joe because that can help you bridge and band-aid some of this other stuff this season. Sure, sure. No, that 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 logic, that dilemma, though, that right? logic makes a lot of sense. That is the dilemma, Kelly, Roland, and Nelly. <laughs> That makes a lot of sense. It does. Um, you you could have a lot of areas. You already do have a lot of areas that need addressed with this roster in the offseason, in both free agency and both the draft. We all know that. And, again, this isn't college football. You can't go out and have a bunch of five stars. You can't hit the transfer portal and grab stars who are disgruntled elsewhere. Why can't you? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Huh? Huh? Why can't we Isn't that, that anti-American? Come on. Isn't that anti-American? Jeez Louise. You know what? It's funny. I, I think I've told you before. When I was in college, both my roommates were on the rugby team at WVU. I did hear that, yes. So through them, there were a lot of English and Australian guys mm-hmm. on the rugby team as All well. All the awesome accents. That would come and hang out and, you know, it hit the boozer with us. W- would, would you put another shrimp on the bobby, mate? <laughs> they would always laugh at the NFL draft or just hmm. the idea of a draft in any sport. Like, Oh, you know, you Americans, you hate socialism, but you go and give the number one pick to the worst team. Why can't you know? Why can't Andrew Luck just sign with whatever team he wants to when he comes out of Stanford? Why is it got to be a draft? Ah, you bring us some good. Why is you know what? That's the, a the good Steel, question. The Steelers would would benefit in that scenario. Yeah, because they'd be one of the franchises that everybody would want to come yeah, play. You need for. one. Of the, it'll be about brand recognition. Like yeah, the the Jags would be in trouble. Not that they aren't already. Yeah. The Cardinals would be in trouble. Although, you know what? Good place to live. Good place to live. Good weather. <laughs> Cowboys would be in good shape. Steelers would be in good shape. Yeah. I don't know how the Packers would be because you. Ooh, you you be harping on legacy, harping on. Hey, you got to live. You got to live in Green yeah. Bay for the majority yeah. of the year too. Yeah. Nice place to visit, but I don't know if I'd want to live there. No, no, Milwaukee is a nice place to visit. Green Bay, no, Lambeau Field. <laughs> Speaking from experience. Yeah. Lambeau Field, I've been yes. to Green Bay a couple times, yes. yeah. Lambeau Field, Milwaukee. Milwaukee, dope. Milwaukee's I like Milwaukee. Cool. I like yeah. Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> Green Bay. Why, yeah, why can't so the Steelers go ahead? We really digress there. Quick. <laughs> Abolish the draft. Why can't the Steelers hit the transfer portal? The, 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 you know what? Those are that, – that's, that's a fair point by you, that you're going to have so many concerns. Why not bridge that gap at least for another year with Joe Hayden? If you're Jumpman Joe, if you're number 23, are you willing to do that, though? This is where it becomes say, dicey. No, I, I want a two or three year well, deal. Well, because think about this. With guaranteed money up front. No, no, no. Because are you ready? Full circle moment. Joe tried to get the extension done before the season. He if did. you remember that, he did. Yeah, we talked about this during training camp. Would you? Would you extend mm-hmm. Joe Hayden right now? They decided not to. They did. They thought that either a Cam Sutton, a James Pierre, a Justin Lane would emerge, mm-hmm. and that never happened. Correct. Akella Witherspoon probably did the most in terms of making the audition a name for themselves, but the sample size is still small. So Joe Hayden, just depending on your stance, 
hopefully he doesn't take the petty approach because the petty approach is, huh, here we go again. You need me. I don't need you because I can go out here and get paid. I know I'm going to go out here and get paid. But once again, you need me. We tried to do this the nice way beforehand. You wanted to be stubborn. Mm -hmm. So now the prices went up. Mm -hmm. And if you're the Steelers and everything I just laid out to you prior to what I just said right here, you're kind of in a bind. Uh, agreed. If so you're, Joe if you're has Joe the Hayden, leverage. You're in, yeah. You, yeah, you got the leverage. You got the now, that's up. one approach he could take. The other approach yeah. could simply be, hey, I just simply love it here. Correct. I, I love playing for Coach Tom, and I love the city. I love Correct. the fans, and I want to end my career and, here. And we've seen that happen. As many times as yes. guys leave for the money, we, we've seen that happen as well, too. And it could simply be, hey, you know what? Two-year deal. We'll do a three-year deal because it's better for the cap, but I'm going to retire in two. And it could be that simple, mm -hmm. and they can get a deal done. And honestly, I don't think it's going to, you know, if he does return, I think it will be along those lines. I think it would have to be. I think it would be along, absolutely. But Joe does have a lot of leverage in no, this. He, he absolutely because does. Because he played well enough and his reputation in this league is well enough that he's going to have suitors out there. He plays a premium position. And he's been doing it as cornerback one. So worst case, drop off, he becomes cornerback two, which is still higher in than a lot of these other guys out here. I think he made the most underrated play of the season for the Steelers, too, Modes. Mm -hmm. That fourth down tackle against mm -hmm. the Titans in the open field, if he doesn't make that tackle and stop mm -hmm. Tennessee, ipso facto, fitting and everything. the Steelers probably don't make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Instead of 9-7-1, and one, maybe you finish 8-8-1, eight, eight and one, and you, you don't have a losing season, but you're on the outside looking in. If the Titans get that first down, you probably don't win that game. You probably don't get into the postseason. That's the value of Joe Hayden on display right there. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's his... Maybe not quite as tangible as guys like Cam and TJ and Minka, but he's he's on their tails. If their heads, he's tails. I don't. Know. I was trying to think of. A, I was trying to think of a funny joke, but I couldn't. I couldn't. Didn't. Didn't happen. But like it's, I said, it's, with him, man, that that's why it's so nuanced with him in particular because of. Right. All of those variables, because he tried to get the deal done at the beginning, because the team thought that they had other guys that were going to emerge and surpass him on the depth chart, and that never transpired. Is you just? I feel like you have to find a way to bring him back in a sense, unless, unless the team feels like they can upgrade and replace certain individuals and positions in house. Now, if they feel like that's the approach then maybe they allow Joe to leave and they allocate more resources to that in free agency and in the draft. But you're taking a risk with that because you're banking on interior offensive line. You're banking on one of the quarterbacks or uh, somebody stepping up defensively. Yes. And I personally, I don't like that mindset all the way, you know. Sometimes I'm more of a, let's just go out there and buy that nice acquisition that we know works really well without, you know, any other guesswork. Mm. But sometimes you want to bet on yourself, and I get that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the unique part with Joe, man. That definitely is. No, it is. It's it's a conversation that has no wrong answer. It, yeah. it just all depends on how you approach it and how you evaluate this year and what your expectations are kind of in that regard. we got a couple of responses here to the Joe Hayden debate. Uh, Steeler Nation 920 says, as much as I hate to say it, I do believe Joe Hayden is clutch, but he has to go unless he's willing to take a pay cut. Adam tweets us and says, I think we got to have Joe Hayden back. The team is young enough, and he's one of the best veteran leaders we have. That is the duality. That is another good point. You know, we've talked about that Steelers middle class. Mm -hmm. And while he is a veteran, he is he is kind of middle class in the sense that 
He's a pro ball. Like, he's not an all pro. He, you know, he <sighs> he hasn't been defensive player of the year. Hold on, but hold on, he is, man, he is stinking good. Listen, I, I know, I know we're, we're, we're trying to throw him in that middle class. <laughs> well, upper middle class. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Hayden has accumulated almost $100 million in NFL uh, career. That's true. That's a good point. He middle is, class he is that. Not, he's, he's priced well, out of that range. Listen. I'm offended because I am NFL middle class. Okay, don't 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 you throw Joe Hayden in that middle class with me. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, that was wrong. yeah, yeah. Don't you do that. But listen, I low key almost kicked Vince Williams out the middle class when he signed that last. I said, Yo, Vince, you ain't middle class anymore. Like when you started in them twenties, twenties, twenty five. No, 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 no. I ain't trying to hit his middle class no more. Middle class is for the fives, the tens. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the middle class. Mm-hmm. Them twenties and up. No, man, I'm not hearing none of that. So. Y'all could proceed with Joe not having the all pros, but being a pro bowl. But he lives in, the, he lives in the big house yes. on the big side of town. Yes. Let, let, let's, let's clarify that. He, yeah. You know what? <laughs> he, he certainly is one of the best veteran leaders that this group has. And, you know, they, they've got him on the defensive side of the football in spades. It feels like, mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of veteran leaders, it's, it's him and it's him and cam, but they, they've got some leadership certainly on that defense. Um, yeah, I, I I wouldn't hate having Joe. I, I mean, I obviously wouldn't. Like I said, I I believe that if he is back, he will definitely be the best Steelers corner on the roster next year. Um, the 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 price point is is obviously the sticking point, and um, well, and also, um, you do know he is a part of that draft class. You know, you know that draft class, two thousand and eleven. Don't don't you disrespect that? <laughs> don't 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 you do that? Don't you do that? The he, best he, draft he, class ever, twenty eleven. He is a part of the. Best draft class. Ah, the 2010 draft ah, class. Ah, there you, you go. You know, with such notable people ah, as... Ah, yes, yes. Brandon Graham? Ah, yes, the six and under crew. Shout out. Earl Thomas? Ah, where's your brothers? I'm trying to remember. Who did the Steelers draft in the first... Was that Cam or was that Ziggy Hood? Ziggy. I think it might have been Ziggy. Cause, no, because Worlds was second round. Jason Worlds was the second round pick that year. Hold on. And it might be Ziggy. I think it was Ziggy. Hold on, I got it right here. No, it was Pouncey. Pouncey was first, and then it was uh, Worlds. Mm-hmm. Definitely was Pouncey, bro. Mm-hmm. It was Marquise Pouncey. Yeah. 18th overall. Because he's in my class. It was definitely Pouncey. Then after that, it was Worlds. Yep. 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 <sighs> yes, yes, yes. Ah, Earl, you know what? That is a really good draft class. Come on, man. Adama Katsu, Gerard McCoy, Trent uh-huh. Williams, Eric uh-huh. Berry, Russell Okung, Joe Hayden, dudes, CJ man. Spiller, Tyson Alu Alu, Ryan dudes, Matthews, man. Brandon Graham, Earl Thomas, JPP. Mike Ayupati, Marquise Pouncey, Jermaine Gresham, Demarius Thomas, Des Bryant, Tim no, don't, Tebow. Don't, hey, don't forget shirtless AB. He was in the sixth round with me. Devin McCourty. Yeah. TJ Ward. Rob uh, Gronkowski. Come on, man. That's second round. We went all this time and you didn't mention the best tight end ever, bro? Well, because he played in New England, oh brother. My goodness, dude. Carlos Dunlap, what Linville you know about, Joseph. What you know about them boys, man? Golden Tate, Sean Lee. What you know Lee? about them boys, man? Oh, my. What a freaking draft What up, what up Upper St. Clair? What up, Upper St. Clair? Navarro Bowman, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, Jimmy Graham. Dude, there's pro bowlers in every round. Bro, I'm telling you, man. Gino our, our Atkins. Class was, our class was all right, bro. Cam Chancellor. Our class was all right. Arthur Motes. Hey, Cam in the fifth. I'm in the sixth. Rashad Jones in the fifth. Oh, my God. Greg Hardy in the sixth. Come on, now. Antonio Brown in the sixth. Come on, now. Mark Mariani in the seventh. Motes, there's literally pro bowlers in every round. No, seriously. It's filthy, bro. Every round. What you know about Mark Mariani, bro? Seventh round yes, pick. Yes, dude. Yes. Out of Montana, baby. Look, 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 I was pissed with him because, obviously, we were both at college at the same time, and he's part of the reason why we got knocked out of the semifinals. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was he was a problem. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, we got to get to break and get to our buddy Brian Backo. But we have got a uh, couple tweets more on Joe Hayden that we will get to on the other side. So hold those thoughts. You know where to get at us if you want to get involved. We got the Batman, Mr. Backo, on the other side. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.